welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Someone once told a story about being invited to a party that was held to celebrate a wedding. Well, he arrived late and knew nobody there except the friend who had invited him. He played the role of a mere spectator to those evening's festivities. Everyone, he noted, seemed to be in high spirits. They danced and shouted and, and sang and laughed and played games, indulged indulge in all sorts of entertainment. They flung streamers across the hall, pranced around in paper caps, had a lot to eat, and just generally had a great time. But as the evening progressed, he noticed a young lady sitting in the corner alone. She seemed happy and smiled very pleasantly when he caught her eye. But she seemed a bit neglected. No one seemed to be paying any attention to her. He whispered to his friend, who was the young lady in the corner? His friend replied somewhat startled, don't you know? He said, no. He said, I will introduce you. That's the bride. And can you imagine being left alone and unnoticed at your own party, particularly at your own wedding? Well, that must be how Jesus feels at Christmas. Most of the celebration of his birth, the lights, the, much of the music, the gift giving, the parties, etc., have very little to do with him. How sad. How sad not just for him, but for us. For you see, we need Jesus. The people around us need Jesus. Indeed, the whole world needs Jesus. That's why the Christmas event took place in the first place. God so loved the world that he sent us the most important gift ever sent, the gift of his son. Now, there are several reasons why we need Jesus, not just at Christmas time, but all year round. We need Jesus, first of all, because life, life is not easy. That's a truth that many of us have learned the hard way. There's this humorous story that comes out of a John F. Kennedy presidential campaign in the 60s. The story says that Kennedy had just given a stunning speech in San Antonio, Texas to a, a very large enthusiastic crowd that had assembled in front of the Alamo. The Alamo, of course, was where a handful of Texans held off a large Mexican army. Well, when the speech was over, Kennedy wanted to make a quick exit. Turning to Mari Maverick, a local politician, he said, Mari, let's get out of here. Where's the back door? Mari replied, Senator, if there had been a back door to the Alamo, there wouldn't have been any heroes. You see, we wish sometimes that life had more back doors. Life can get tense at times. John the Baptist, that that glorious forerunner of Christ surely wished for a back door as he languished there in Herod's jail. But his worst days were yet to come. 
Remember, he was beheaded by Herod. Was it for a crime he had committed? Hardly. John was a man of flawless character. And, and Jesus said there, that no better man had ever lived than John the Baptist. But that did not keep him from needing a back door. All true prophets earn for a back door at some time in their lives, as we all do. James reminds his readers of the patience of the prophets who, who suffered so much because of their commitment to God. James chapter 5, beginning at verse 7, we read, Therefore, brothers and sisters, you must be patient as you wait for the coming of the Lord. Consider the farmer who waits patiently for the coming of rain in the fall and spring, looking forward to the precious fruit of the earth. You also must wait patiently, strengthening your resolve because the coming of the Lord is near. Don't complain about each other, brothers and sisters, so that you won't be judged. Look, the judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of patient resolve and steadfastness. Look at how we honor those who have practiced endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen what the Lord has accomplished. For the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. You know, there are times when we all need such patience. It matters not how righteous we are. Sometimes life is a challenge. On September the 3rd, 1987, pilot Henry Dempsey was flying a 15-passenger plane from Lewiston, Maine to Boston. At 4,000 feet, he heard a noise in the back of the plane where the rear stairs were. He turned the controls over to his co-pilot, walked back to see what was going on. As he reached the back of the plane, the aircraft hit some turbulence. Henry Dempsey was thrown against the stairway door, which was hinged at the bottom. Quite suddenly, the door fell open. Before he could do anything, Dempsey was sucked partway out. He fell face down on the stairs and grabbed for something, anything that might save his life. He caught the railing and held on. Well, the co-pilot thought Dempsey had fallen to the ground 4,000 feet below and diverted the flight to a nearby airport. When he landed, Dempsey was found with his face 12 inches off the runway, still alive, but his hands so tightly gripped around the rails that his fingers had to be pried open. Now, I've not fallen out of a plane at 4,000 feet in the air, but I have experiences, as many as you, as you have, when it took every bit of strength I have just to hold on. You know, someone has compared our situation to the tenacity of a bulldog. He said the reason God made a bulldog like he did was so he could hold on and still breathe. And people in this world who have achieved greatness have been those who have held on with the tenacity of a bulldog. 
even though this is that season of the year when society is telling us to be merry, we recognize that for some people, even the most devoted of God's saints, this is the most difficult time of the year. For those who are alone, this is the loneliest season of the year. For people that have limited means, this season of conspicuous consumption is a stark reminder of their lack of material good fortune. For people who have lost a loved one, the emptiness they feel is amplified by the superficial joy that surrounds them at Christmas. Life is not easy, even at Christmas time. Maybe I should say life is not easy, particularly at Christmas time. We don't understand why life should be so difficult. It may be that this is the only way God has of producing souls fit to share eternity with Him. We grow spiritually and emotionally as we face failures and frustrations and disappointment and disease. Someone once said that heaven is not a proper place for raising kids because heaven is perfect. There are never any problems. However, if a child were to grow up in a perfect environment, he or she would never learn to deal with problems. He or she would never face disappointments, never stumble, never fall. And therefore, a child would never grow. This world... This is a training place for a better world yet to come. We face life's difficult times with patience and perseverance, and eventually we are victorious. And in the process, we become molded into the image of Christ. That is one possible explanation for life's dark nights of the soul. We don't have all of the answers, of course, but, but for now, Paul notes in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known. We know that we need Jesus, first of all, because life is not easy. At such times, our faith in Christ gives us the hope we need to hold on. Christmas is all about hope. Isaiah understood that hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. He described the world in which he lived as a desert. There was very little hope that his people would ever be delivered. The mighty Assyrian army uh, threatened them from without and, and sin and corruption. Well, that was a common companion within. It was a dark and desperate time for Israel. But, but Isaiah wrote of a time when in Isaiah chapter 35, Beginning at verse 1, we read, The desert and the dry land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. They will burst into bloom and rejoice with joy and singing. They will receive the glory of Lebanon, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. 
They will see the Lord's glory, the splendor of our God, strengthen the weak hands and support the unsteady knees. Say to those who are panicking, be strong, don't fear. Here's your God coming with vengeance, with divine retribution. God will come to save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened and the ears of the deaf will be cleared. Then the lame will leap like the deer and the tongue of the speechless will sing. Waters will spring up in the desert and streams in the wilderness. When would that day come? It would come when the Messiah would establish his reign over all the earth. A great day was coming when everything that was wrong would be set right. But first, a baby would need to be born. See, Christmas is all about hope. Michael Dent, a United Methodist pastor, tells about a church sign he used to pass as he drove each week from his student parish to the seminary at Southern Methodist University. The sign always fascinated him, but he was always in a hurry to get to school or to get home, so he never turned toward the church to see if it really existed. What fascinated him was the name on the church sign, Little Hope Baptist Church. Michael Dent says, forget about the name Baptist. I think about the name Little Hope. Why would any congregation want to be named Little Hope Church? Why would anyone be attracted to a church called Little Hope? After all, it sounds like a tiny, struggling, theologically challenged group of people. He thought, well, maybe the sign was a joke. Maybe it was there to make you smile. Maybe it doesn't really exist at all. All these thoughts filled his head as he thought about the name, the Little Hope Church. And so one beautiful Sunday afternoon, Michael and his wife and mother-in-law decided to make a journey to see if they could find the advertised church that was on the sign. There it was, just as he remembered it. So they turned in the direction the sign pointed, drove a while, and found another sign. And finally, their persistence paid off. Now, asked Pastor Dent, what would you expect a church named Little Hope to look like? Small, decaying, unkept, unloved? Well, there was a church building there. There was a sign outside that said Little Hope Baptist Church. And guess what? The church named Little Hope had a paved parking lot, a brick sanctuary, a church van with a garage-like parking place and a covered drop-off. A nice brick home stood next door, probably the pastor's home. More importantly, there was a historical marker telling of some of the church's history. And it concluded with these words. This congregation continues its long tradition of helping community members in need and supports various missionary and outreach entities. Well, Dent concludes his story with these words. What we learned in our pilgrimage to the Little Hope Church that Saturday is that this historic congregation is a big hope church. It just happens to sit in and serve a community whose name is, for whatever reason, Little Hope. 
I like that. A big hope church in a little hope community. Jesus was born in a little hope part of the world. It was a little hope part of the world then, and it is a little hope part of the world now. When will the violence and hatred in that part of the world ever end? Truly only God knows. But in that little hope part of the world more than 2,000 years ago, there were shepherds keeping watch over their sheep who beheld angels in the sky who directed them to a manger in Bethlehem. And there were wise men who saw a star in the sky and followed it until they found the place where that young child lay. Who could have imagined it? A little hope community became the setting of the biggest hope that the world would ever know. Christmas celebrates the coming of Jesus in the world. We need Jesus. Life is difficult, even for the best of people. And Jesus gives us hope, even when every other resource has been exhausted, because his Father has resources that are inexhaustible. It is our loss if we treat Jesus like a neglected bride at her own wedding this Christmas. Christ is God's greatest gift to the world, and he's available to us all. All we have to do is accept him as our own. A woman once told the esteemed pastor Lloyd John Ogilvie, about a conflict between her husband and her son over a piece of property. The land, which was quite valuable, had been placed in the father's will for the boy, but he wanted it now. When his father resisted his demands, the son simply broke off the relationship. He seldom came home for a visit. One Christmas, his mother did convince the young man to spend Christmas at home with the family. Grudgingly, he did, but he kept aloof a distance from his father. With grief, that mother described the time of exchanging gifts on Christmas Eve. Her son opened all of his presents except the one from his father. It was a tie-shaped box carefully wrapped with the card saying, To my beloved son, Dad. The box was never opened. It remained under the tree, unopened all Christmas Day and the next. And when the sun left, the sun did not know what was that the father had neatly folded into that box. He had folded the deed of the property that the son so badly wanted. He had placed it in the box as a Christmas gift to his son. And to this day, that box is still unopened. The son now owned a very valuable piece of property that he did not even know because he stubbornly refused to open the gift from his father. You know, many people make that same mistake. Hey, life is hard. There are some trials we will face 
where only Jesus can help us make it through. What we need to see is that there is a gift that came into the world 2,000 years ago. It is a gift straight from the heart of God to everyone who opens the gift, to who receives that gift and who makes that gift his or her own. To everyone who does that, there is given an attitude and ability to persevere. That what the world simply cannot know. Let us pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. And I pray that at this time of the year that we may reflect on the blessing and the gift that Jesus is. Father, if anyone within the sound of my voice has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, may they do so right now. Receive the greatest gift, the greatest gift to humanity, the gift of Jesus Christ and life eternal. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have a special gift to offer to our viewers. Um, through the generosity of our donors, we're able to, each and every program, provide you with a resource, uh, something to help you to better understand God's will and His will for your life. And something to be a guide for you on this spiritual journey that we're all on. Well, today, as no exception, we have this little book I believe it's the first time we're offering this book. It is called Hope Beyond Tomorrow. And so, um, as we just mentioned in the program, you know, life is not easy sometimes, but you got to hang on with the tenacity of a bulldog. You know why? Because hope, God provides us the hope that something better is on its way. And so, if you'd like to receive this free book, it'll arrive in your home postage paid. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. If you'd like to request this book right now, listen carefully to the information we're about to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another program. I want to thank you so much for watching. 
And if I may be so bold as to ask you to help us get the word out by uh, sharing the program with your friends and with your family so that they can tune in also. Uh, just on the gifts that we, we give out, uh, those are free. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. We can't always get to you because we have a limited number of volunteers and many weeks we're inundated with calls. So you get the voicemail. You can make it a lot easier for us if on the voicemail, rather than just leaving your phone number, if you would leave your mailing address and just articulate clearly. This way, when we hear your message, we can get your address and we can make sure that that gift gets out to you just as quickly as we can. Before we go, I want to draw your attention to our website, l4ltv.com. All kinds of things on the website. You have uh, all of our previous programs. You go all the way back to our first season. You can have access to all of the programs there. I have some archived sermons there that are different messages I've done or different places where we answer, you know, perplexing questions. You know, why do bad things happen to good people? What happens to us when we die? Those kinds of things. There's a handout that you can download as a bit of a study guide. Uh, if you're looking for a Bible study group, there's a, a, a tab that says study groups. You can uh, look that up. You can find a group close to your home. If you can't find one there, then just contact us through the website and we'll hook you up with a study group that will, uh, will work with you and getting you to better understand uh, God's truth that is contained in, in Scripture. There's a live appearances tab, which will tell you where I will be appearing live. You can come out and see me wherever I may, may be live. And there's a Donate Today tab where you can make a donation to keep this ministry on the air. We are a charitable organization. So every donation you make is eligible for a receipt for income tax purposes. Every penny gets placed right back into the ministry directly for paying for airtime, studio time, the gifts, you know, the website, all of those things. Not one penny comes to me or my family in terms of a salary, anything like that. This is a labor of love that we've invested in and we're able to put the programs on the air through the generosity of many friends and family and many of our viewers. If you're not part of that group, why not consider becoming a donor to this ministry? A couple of other things that we can remain in contact throughout the week. Uh, Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, every morning I put out a one-minute devotional video, and you can use that as part of your daily devotional just to get your day kick-started, you know, focusing on things of heaven. You can like our Facebook page. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can follow me on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can go to SoundCloud and you can download an audio of this program and you can carry that audio with you and listen to the program at your convenience and share it with friends and family also. And before we go, I want to draw your attention to another side of our ministry, which is Mission Now Canada, which is the international humanitarian arm of our ministry. Mission Now Canada is part of our ministry. It's part of a charitable organization that goes overseas and does humanitarian work overseas. On the website missionnowcanada.com, you can see where we have projects ongoing. You can donate to a project. You can even sign up to be notified of when we go on our next project. Maybe you can join us. We are all out of time. 
thank you so much for joining us. I pray that we have the opportunity to do this again real soon. God bless you. We'll see you back here again. Thank you.